Thank you for tuning in to Cop with Comic. I'm Brian Cop, and we're with Comic Christiana Jackson. Christiana Jackson, how the hell are you? Oh, I'm darling. How are you? I'm great. Uh, oh, it's so nice for you to come on and let people know where they can find you. Do you stand up comedy on, I guess it's comedy online. I follow you on Twitter, Incomparable Miss C, and you're on that on Instagram as well. But you also have ChristianaJackson.com. Are you are you posting show dates of Zoom shows you're doing, or have you been going to parks or rooftops? Um, so I haven't been. Um, I've been definitely doing now. It's interesting combo of online shows and live shows, um, which is it's you know it's a great in between it almost feels like we're back to normal but we're not <laughs> but oh, God. Um, yeah yeah so um i have two regular shows that i do every friday and saturday um on ig live so it's me and another comic and we just basically uh shoot the shit uh we were supposed to first do 15 minutes of comedy each but by week three i was like Ooh, it's getting tough. You know, it's just getting tough. And then that's a lot of that's a lot of material. I'm self porn Yeah, because I, I mean, like, yeah, I was like, I, there's no way that every week for I don't know nobody gonna do this. And then I was lonely, so I was like, wait, Megan, don't go anywhere. Let's. Uh, so then I just started running my jokes for her, and now that's just the format. So that's every week. And then um, yeah, the Zoom shows are, are great because we get to actually see the audience. But then now. Um, I've done four real-life outdoor shows, which is a weird thing to feel like a flex, but it does. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's, a to- that's, a, that's a total flex. Where have you been doing it? You've been doing it on a rooftops or parks? Um, so far, I've only done parks, and then tomorrow I have a, a rooftop show that I'm hosting, co-hosting in Bushwick. So I'm very excited. Wow. I haven't hosted in a while. I used to host often. I used to, I would say um, before, at least like a third Maybe even like forty percent of my spots were hosting, so uh, I love it. It's it'll be good to get back to that. But I'm grateful for any spot with live people at this point. And are you are you in Bushwick? Or are you taking the train? Are you braving the trains to get there? Oh no, I'm taking the train. I live in Harlem. Wow. Yeah, I'm t- I think one one person wanted to interview me for a job or some shit, and I was like. Dude, I am not braving the fucking train and the pandemic for a possibility of a job. It's like if there's a final interview, I'll come for it. But in the meantime, we could do we can do preliminary phone interviews if you if you're really uh, desperate. Yeah, that's a little ridiculous to ask you <laughs> to get on the train. Like, hey, you might not get the job, but you might get COVID. So please <laughs> come visit the office. I mean, the trains yeah. have not been bad, but then uh, it, you know it's still. You never know. It's still risky. Um, I live alone. I have no uh, partner and no kids. So I'm like, fuck it. Uh, what am I living for? Anyway? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Some of this, some of this stuff is like, you know, not wanting to brave a train is is sometimes consideration for a roommate. But if you don't have any roommates, you're like, well, I mean, worst case scenario, I get it. But at least I'm not giving it to a to a spouse or a young child. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. But, yeah, but w- one thing we're going to talk about in the meantime, it, it's so funny because on your, you, you have, I have the guest supply topics and then I pick from them and yours is just a hilarious combination. And they're also, for the most part, on your Instagram bio and they are cigars, ice cream making and sneakers. How can all those things exist in one person? Uh, I'm, I'm basically a dirty old man, so it does make a lot of sense. <laughs> dirty old <laughs> sweet too, apparently. 
Um, So, uh, yeah, I got into all of them at different stages in my life. Um, So I would say ice cream making was first. I've been making ice cream for about eight years now. And it started very randomly. I was, I was going through, like, I worked in real estate for 15 years. And I was going through, like, a shaky point in, in rentals. And I thought to myself, card, I can still be a consumerist. And then I also convinced myself, like, well, if you buy an ice cream maker, it'll save you money on ice cream. Which really, when you're <laughs> broke, you just drink ice cream. Um, and then I drink ice cream for eight years now. So that's been, it's a very... Uh, I like very bougie food, so I make really bougie ice cream with like, you know, organic sugar, sugar sourced from different countries, uh, you know, organic cream and milk, and then I've come up with my own proprietary base, and then I just branch out from there. Is that is that bougie? Because it sounds pretty elite. I think it's pretty bougie. You know, like, I don't have, like, people are like, Where, what's your favorite flavor? I'm like, I make so many different ones, like... I make I don't make a lot of just like standard like here's the vanilla, here's the chocolate. Although I've gotten really good at my chocolate, I'm very proud of it because it's it can get a little gummy like the texture, but I've worked okay. my way through it. But uh, you know it's like oh I made some cannoli ice cream or oh I made some toasted coconut ice cream with like these little chocolate cereal bar balls. That's like they're super expensive actually. It's like you know it's always something I I'm very creative so I always try to think of things that are out of the box yeah i had a former guest keisha peart and she was doing selling some baking i thought and she ran into certain uh regulations as far as selling like are you thinking about selling your stuff can can we look forward to a christiana jackson um gourmet ice cream that uh is called bougie or something oh i would love to but i don't know right now everything's so chaotic i'm just trying to get through every day also i will say this like <laughs> Now that it's super hot and um, I have time to drink, this summer I've been focused less on ice cream and more on <laughs> frozen drinks. More on frozen drinks, okay. And so what Yeah. What? What are the concoctions you're spinning up? And, and is your kind of knowledge of ice cream spilling over into your uh, gourmet uh, frozen drinks? I think so, because I just kind of understand how different sugars work and different flavor profiles. So I focused on, I've I've made, um, I I tend to try to perfect the recipe. So I've made several blood orange variations um, and then switching out the citrus. Like let's do a little fruit, let's do a little lime, like a traditional one. And then um, I'm still working through, because the thing is I make things in batches and then I have all these leftovers and I'm like, damn it. It's going to take me a while to drink all these margaritas. <laughs> and so then I have a mango one that I did that at first I thought didn't come out really good. But then then uh, it's it's perfect. It's really, really good. I'll make, wow. I make different simple syrups to flavor them. Wow. And, that's, some gourmet, that's, some, that's some gourmet shit, but I love the okay. fact that you're like, I made a whole bunch of this shit. I got to just get drunk nightly. Yeah. I'm and then did you get weight too? So like I have one <laughs> glass and I'm. That, that's the only way to do it because because uh, when you drink too much, it really just fucking. I mean the the tolerance builds up, but also it can lead to other other consequences. So it's nice like if you if you become a lightweight, it's great that one drink can do it because it's calories, it's money, and and nobody needs any of that shit. Now like, did you get into cigars later because you were like, I want an awful taste in my mouth so that I could flush it out with awesome ice cream. Um, no, I've traveled to Cuba, uh, many times 
And I started smoking cigars there in 2013. No, sorry. Yeah, 2013 is when I started smoking cigars. Um, and I love them. I only, I mean, I, okay, I admit it's not for everybody. I'm not an idiot. Like, it's, it's a very, <laughs> you know, it depends on the cigar. Depends. Some people just don't like tobacco, and I understand that because it's poison. But it's so yeah. delicious if you get the right brands, the right cigars, the right, uh, the right time of the beer. Um, so I love cigar smoking. Um, but it is one of those things where it's like, oh yeah, it's funny because when I'm in Cuba, people will say like, oh, Cristiano, I'm like, you're not Cuban, you're, you're not American, you're Cuban like us. And then I'm like, no, 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 because I don't want to appropriate. But then when I tell people I smoke cigars, I'm like, sounds pretty damn Cuban, Cristiano. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, are, are you getting like, you know, are you able to, to scratch that itch in Harlem? Because I can't imagine you're allowed to buy the imported Cubans. Like, what are what are some good uh, domestically or locally available uh, cigars that people can uh, go out and buy? Oh, that's a great question. So I go downtown to Midtown to the Martinez Brothers. Um, it's a Dominican shop. And then, so they don't have Cuban tobacco, which is fine. There are other great tobaccos. Um, but uh, I love it because it's a hole in the wall. And like a lot of cigar shops, I feel like a little elitist or, or pretentious. And I started smoking yeah. very organically. It's not it's not a pretentious thing in Cuba. So I started smoking very organically. So they have good tobacco. They're very friendly. They're, they're the vibe is very like hole in the wall, like run down. Which I mean, frankly, that's most of Cuba. So that's where I like to go. <laughs> Martinez brothers, man, they're they're the ones who make you feel comfortable and teach you what you're doing uh, correctly. Yeah, yeah, they're great. And so, like, you know, are you able to, like, I know you could roll your own, you know, smokes, like you could roll your own cigarettes or joints. Like, is it even possible to roll your own c cigar? Oh, I mean, I guess you could probably learn, but I, I don't. I have too many hobbies. <laughs> so I feel like uh, I just roll a cigar. If I learn to roll a cigar, I might as well just give up my u.s citizenship and just go straight down to Obama. like that's to, that's real x og like extra if i was like okay yeah now i'm rolling my own cigars uh, there's an art to it yeah. and i i'm okay with not learning it supporting this now, now my question is if you um do you know if you move down to havana you know, like, would you move down to havana if it meant the best cigars but it would mean that you can't bring your ice cream maker with you well, I mean, sorry, there are no jobs, so that's just not a possibility. <laughs> <laughs> I need a I need a job regardless, and food, which yeah. right now we're going through it. So, um, if I had to pick cigars for no, I wouldn't do it. I don't smoke cigars that much. I definitely eat more ice cream than smoke cigars. And, and one of them is not as cancerous as the other. Yes, that's. <laughs> <laughs> But then also, like also with the sneaker habit, because it sounds like you know you're, you've you've gotten pretty advanced with making your own ice cream, but also then you're going all the way to Midtown for Martinez Brothers cigars. Like, are you kind of getting that um, connoisseur with your sneakers? Um, I would say, for I mean, sneakers are a big part of my life. I just I got another pair, and then I'm waiting for another one. And it's like in quarantine, it's ridiculous because I'm not really going that many places. <laughs> So I have like 60 boxes of sneakers. Once quarantine started, I was like, what are you doing with all these, bitch? You got 60 boxes of Nikes, just an Adidas, just laughing at me. Um, but I am, I, I mean, it is, a, I would say if, actually, if anything, that's the more, more part of my daily life. 
because yeah. sneak, I'm looking at them, I'm looking at the app, I'm staying updated every day. Ice cream, I'll make a batch and then work through it. Cigars, I'll smoke a cigar every once in a while. So uh, it has become actually probably my my most uh, normal vice and then my, my most frequent vice, I should say. And so are you, you're monitoring it via an, an app, like is there a Sneakerheads app out there that will allow, you know, kind of notify you when your your brand or model of choices is, is kind of becomes available? Oh, there's tons of them. It's, it's really bad. Um, so <laughs> I only use a couple. I use, I, I'm a big Nike girl. I do like Adidas, but I, I'm, I'm definitely more of a Nike girl than Adidas one. So then <laughs> there's the Nike app, then there's the Sneakers app. Um, SK, SNKRS. So that app will let you know, like, kind of the more exclusive stuff that's dropping that sells out that have like limited runs. Um, and that's where, and they'll drop, and then you'll sometimes get lucky and a lot of times get your heart broken trying to get your favorite sneakers that will. Yeah, because those probably and, get pricey. Those you know, probably get pricey. Like our limited runs, are they kind of an auction basis? So if you wanted like a Kyrie Irving Celtics limited edition or whatever, you know, would you just have to be first or would you just have to be at the front, you know, near the front of the line with a with a box of money? Um, so <laughs> what you do is like you'll put in, sometimes when you go in, it's already been bought up by all the, so you can go in, the box have already bought everything. Um, sometimes, so you go in, like, literally, you're, like, you're putting in your info, your, your password and the sneakers for your Nike account, and it's already sold out by the time that you even, you know, put, authorize the payment. Um, sometimes they'll just say that you're online, and then they'll process the payments that way, and then, um, other, and then you'll find out, you get an email later if, if you were selected or not, and they'll be like, no, sorry, you weren't selected, or then it just, and then you'll, or you'll get a thing that says, got them, and you're like, yeah! Yeah. Ah! And, and are all these sneakers, are they, kind, are they kind of, are they like basketball sneakers, like Michael Jordan's and things like that, or are they also like, you know, the Yeezys or something, like fashion sneakers, like Louis Vuitton sneakers or some shit? Oh, okay, so I, um, I don't, I have a few pairs of basketball sneakers, not many, I'm um, lucky to have small feet, so I can pull off basketball sneakers and make them look cute, but it doesn't really feel, fit my style with clothes as much. So I have yeah. a lot of class, a big Air Max girl. So I have, Air, I have Air Max 1s, I have a lot of 90s. This year I branched off also into like 98s, and then I have some 270s. So like, so Air Max, I love Air Maxes, and then I have a lot of Cortezes as well. I think because I'm, I'm uh, almost 40, so I feel like a lot of the classic styles kind of fit me more, speak to me more. Um, but yeah, I love yeah, Cortez's, Air Max's, Blazers. Those are my, if you look at all my boxes, those are the most that I have. But then I have branched off and bought some stuff that usually, uh, like I have a pair, I bought a pair of Air Maxes. They're like camo and, and like a bright neon orange. I don't, I, I have nothing that it matches, but I just love the sneakers. But I love that well, too. I'm like, wait, what are you gonna wear this with? Okay, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I see, you know, I'm looking here on your Instagram. I'm looking at incomparable Miss C. And you know, if you're wearing a black outfit and you, you're rocking the sneakers, that pop of color can really be the the only focal point of the outfit that doesn't clash with anything else. Yeah, that's what I'll that's what I'll do, especially if it's just their first day out. Uh, which nobody knows this, but it's just like, so for me, if it's the first day out of the box that I'm wearing them, I definitely want the focal point just to be on my sneakers. So I'll make sure the whole outfit is just 
very basic, and then my sneakers pop. Uh, and then I'm also, I might start like trying some other patterns and stuff with them. Um, but it's it's it becomes an obsession. So you just end up buying all these sneakers, and you're like, oh man, how many pairs of yellow sneakers do I have? Like I'm looking at two right now by my storage, and then I have four uh, in the back in my room. But yeah, but I love sneakers. If coronavirus were transferred via the feet, you would have been all set. Like, it wouldn't be who has the masks. It would have been who has all the sneakers. And that would have been Christiana Jackson. Yeah, that's very true. Although, I feel like if a sneakerhead's listening, they're going to be like, 60 pairs, that's not a lot. Usually, sneakers have heads have like 100 plus. So, uh, mm-hmm. it's just, I can, it's a very, it's a very, uh, between the cigars and then the sneakers are two worlds where men are always mansplaining things to me and i'm just like i just uh, love c- i just love cigars i i will listen to your opinions but i'm also like it's not like i i'm not gonna pretend that i'm not into these things uh and so like, like yeah. yeah as far as yeah it's like on stage attire like i talked to danny suggs and i talked to ivan arguello and I, they, they are into sneakers and they they kind of were like yeah even on stage it's nice to have kind of some interesting footwear especially if you're on a kind of an elevated stage and um, because it's not too distracting, you know, if you can wear, you know, your black outfit and a little pop of color at the at the at the feet, it's not too distracting. Like, you know, what role does attire a play, you know, play in your stage act? But also, what kind of stuff are you talking about on stage? Oh yeah, I mean, for me, it, it's part of it's a big part of um, the the acts like my how I look. And even doing online shows, like, sorry, doing outdoor shows again, I'm like, I miss putting an outfit together because I know I'm going on stage because I know I have a show. I, I uh, like to wear a lot of bright colors, and I would say that kind of mimics my sets because my sets are pretty um, bold <laughs> and pretty, like, <laughs> so um, I just love bright colors, uh, and uh, it definitely is something, yeah, my, my sets are... Are, it's it's a ride. It's a journey. Uh, my my comedy is very autobiographical, and uh, I talk a lot about my dating life, which is very colorful. <laughs> yeah, right, right here on Instagram, I'm looking at a picture that says, and let me let me read it off here. It says, "Chris Hanna's canceled dick appointment by Christiana Jackson." Yes, a friend made that for me. A friend who knows me better than some of my other friends. So he was late on a train. He wasn't late. Sorry, he was delayed on a train. He made different fake book covers for different comedians, and that oh. was mine. And uh, you know, I look very pissed on the cover, yes. and that is how yes. I when a man cancels on me. Uh, but luckily, I usually just call another one. So <laughs> <laughs> for that long. Um, but when I saw that, I was like, oh my gosh, he gets me. He totally gets. Me, yeah. Um, but yeah, I have a very uh, interesting uh, dating life here in New York. It's it's a lot to sort through. I have a lot. I have a lot of fun, but also I've met a lot of different men, and they're a disaster sometimes, even when they are fun. But so yeah, so <laughs> that I talk about a lot about. Um, I like to keep things current to what's in my life, which oftentimes you know, is reflected in society. Sometimes it's not. So right now I am talking about um, things that have happened during Corona. I mean, you can't ignore it. It'd be ridiculous to just be like, hey, so who's 
anybody, you know, talk about work or something. Like it's 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 the elephant in the room that we're all going through this weird time. So I talk a lot about that um, dating while during during Corona, and then also uh, my my evil grandma died. So I talk about that, and you know, just like I just like to keep oh, and like the protests and everything. I just try to remind all white people um, uh, that please, like next time this happens, just don't bombard your black friends. It's really uh, confusing. <laughs> and, and were you talking about any were you talking about any of this that stuff before the the kind of uh you know the the death in in minnesota like you know had black lives matter made its way into your act prior to that no i don't really because this is the thing a lot of comedians tend to be topical and political and it's just i don't feel if i'm gonna take a stance on something directly and not personally I don't feel well enough informed to do that because you know you will there will be some type of backlash at, at times. So um, as a black person, obviously I do feel Black Lives Matter. Did I use my stage time to talk about it? No, but how I'm talking about it is how the reaction to everything affected me. Because that's where I that's a place that I can speak from. I can speak from um, not from a political way, but a personal way of saying like. You know, whenever these things happen, it's it's very um, stressful, upsetting, overwhelming. Please do not further stress us out. <laughs> like, please, like, <laughs> if we some space, give us some space. I had friends that hit me up so much, I knew why they were single. I'm like, I could never, I had no idea you were so clingy, and we have uh... never had. Imagine if I put my dick in you, Jesus Christ! Um, oh, I, I, so, yeah, the clingy white, the clingy white people. That's so funny. The fact that you found out people were clingy via their reaction to oh, the whole yeah. George Floyd thing. Yeah. It was. It was. Uh, there were. I mean, I was, and I communicated like, "Hey, I just keep it to myself. I need some space." And then every few days, man, two. There were two people in particular where I was like, I just want. I, I like would see a text, and I'm just like, I don't understand what the hell is going on. The nicest thing I can do is be, hey, can you leave me alone? And then that's like, <laughs> why aren't they doing that? That's literally, I literally yeah. just said, hey, I process. And it was like, just check it in. Hope you're fine. I'm like, I'm fine. I love that. You're stressing me out so much. I need to, uh, to go back to my cigars and my ice cream and my sneakers. Well, actually, that's so funny you said that. I was supposed to be in Havana when all that happened. But then, you know, I couldn't go because of COVID. So that's the thing that hurt me more. I was like, I wouldn't even be here. <laughs> I would be here. I would have been completely blocked off from the outside world. Yeah, smoking cigars, drinking some rum, and dancing all day. I was like, I don't understand. Like, I can't believe it's bad enough that I can't go to Cuba, and now I can't go, and I'm stuck where everyone has access to me when I wish I had no cell phone service. So yeah, it was, uh, <laughs> yeah, you would, you would, yeah, you would answer those calls from the clingy white women. You'd be like, oh, yeah, my phone's not working right now. My intercept, my reception is spotty, but we're gonna check you out. Incomparable Miss C, you're on that at Twitter and Instagram. And we're going to look at look for your show dates at christianajackson.com. Christiana Jackson, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. This has been great. Stay safe. <laughs>